respond to reports of a missing person. The mother is on scene and requesting assistance. Unit 527 responding 1039. This is Over the Horizon and Far Away. Hello and welcome to Over the Horizon and Far Away, a true crime podcast that covers the cases of missing and murdered that didn't receive the media attention they deserved. This is Danielle and once again I am going to be writing solo today. Um, Julia actually abandoned me on this podcast journey, so it's just me. Ha! Just kidding. She actually had to work out of town. Um, so we are not doing any recording today or this week um, where it's both of us. It's just me this week working on some things. And I actually just wanted to get a special episode out there because we had a couple more um, really important shout outs to get out there. Um, I'm sure that you guys heard that amazing amazing intro. So my first shout out for this bonus episode is going to be to my sister and my brother-in-law. So those are the voices that you hear on that. Um, And my brother-in-law is actually the one that um, came up with the idea for it. So he actually had reached out to me and was like, hey, like I noticed that you guys don't really have an intro. Like, do you guys have something in the works? Or like, would you be okay if I did something? And I was like, oh my gosh, we are literally just winging it. We do not have the skill set to do any sort of intro. <laughs> like our intro has just been us trying to kind of say the same thing over and over every week. Um, so like you can absolutely do something like absolutely. Like we have no shame in recognizing what our areas of expertise are not and handing those off to people who are very good at what they do. And so my brother was funny. He's like, well, do you have any like ideas or is there like something you're looking for or whatever? And I was like, I honestly have nothing. I was like, it just kind of needs to sound true crimey. Like we're a true crime podcast. And he was like, all right, let me see what I can do. And I think like a day or two later, like he was so fast about it. I couldn't believe it. A day or two later, he calls me and he's like, hey, I got something like, don't worry about it. If you don't like it, like, you know, listen to it, then give me your feedback. We can come up with something different if you don't like it. Not a problem. You know, and I was like, okay, send it to me. So he emails it over to me and I am not even kidding you guys. I think I listened to it like 10 times in a row and I was just like, oh my gosh, that is so good better than anything I could have even tried to imagine up. Um, We definitely would not have come up with something that cool on our own. And let's be honest, we don't like editing. So we certainly weren't going to get the sound effects and all of the things that he was able to do there. That just was not going to happen. We maybe would have gotten like a little do 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 type thing going and just like some little music or something. I don't even know. Um, So certainly not anything that cool. And I, I actually called Julia like eight times in a row because she would not answer her phone. And I was like so excited about it. And she finally calls me back. Turns out she was in the shower. <laughs> and I, I really gave her a hard time. I was like, well, what if we, what if my house was on fire? Like what then? She's like, well, then I guess I would have came and picked you up when I got out of the shower. <laughs> I was like, absolutely unacceptable. But uh, I sent it over to her. 
She absolutely loved it too. I mean, we truly cannot say thank you enough to my sister, Julia, and my brother-in-law, Aaron. Like, I mean, he just absolutely killed it. So I just wanted to take the time to do a little shout out um, for him. And he actually has a band. And so he, and he has for like a long time, like as long as I've known him, which has probably been like, I would, I want to say like at least 10 years, I feel like now. Um, but his band is called After Horizons, which is hilarious because, um, I didn't even realize our names were so close. Like I follow him on everything, but I just, I don't know. I didn't even realize that when we were planning the name of our podcast. So that's, I thought that was kind of funny, but, um, you can follow him on Facebook at After Horizons, um, And I'll just kind of read you a little bit about them so that you kind of see if it's your jam and you want to check them out. Um, So according to their Facebook bio, it says, From small town Montana, After Horizons is a hard rock and metal project spawned from years of live performance and many genres of music. Everything from outlaw country to heavy metal origins. We are always looking forward, pushing our abilities and striving to better ourselves in every aspect of life. Music being our highest passion. We will always be moving ahead, taking an unknown path, forever in pursuit, and always be after horizons. Um, And then they also have a YouTube, so you can check out a bunch of their stuff on YouTube as well. And their YouTube... So their YouTube, actually, I, like, could not find it. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And so I had to text them, be like bro, why can't I find you on YouTube? Turns out they're on YouTube <laughs> as After Horizons Productions. I was looking up After Horizons Band. So just know they're After Horizons Productions on YouTube. Um, and they have a bunch of stuff on there that you guys can check out. Um, some videos and music and all kinds of really cool stuff on there. Um, and, you know, if you're interested in having them do any sort of like work or anything for you, Um, I'm sure that they would be open to that and you can reach them at ahproductions406 at gmail.com. So just a little shout out, like a huge thank you. We are so grateful that they did that for us. It sounds stinking amazing, like so much better than we could have ever imagined. So we really hope that you guys enjoy that intro. It gets you excited to hear what we have to talk about on that day. And definitely go and show them some love over on Facebook and YouTube. Um, now, the next shout out I want to do is actually for a dear friend of mine. Her name is Michelle. And she's amazing because she's actually our very first Patreon subscriber, you guys. Oh, my gosh. We have one. I know it seems like such a small thing. But for us, it's such a big deal because it's one small step to building that following and getting our name out there and, you know, people wanting to listen to us and learning about us and all of the things. And so I just wanted to give her like a personal thank you because we are so grateful for her love and support. She's been amazing. And not just with the podcast, but um, she's just amazing all around. Um, She's like a second mom to me. Um, I often joke that I am her favorite child. Um, It's not really a joke because I am their favorite child, but we can't tell the others that. (laughs) 
No, her and her husband are truly amazing. And, you know, my kids love them. We love them. They're just truly amazing. So we're very grateful for their support. And, you know, Michelle's so excited too about us doing this podcast. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to find cases for you guys to do. And so that's been super fun to just see everybody else get excited for us and want to be a part of the process um, and whatnot. But speaking of Michelle, you know, I... Um, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about how I am helping a friend search for her missing daughter. So that friend is actually Michelle. So I thought it would be a good idea that not only we give her, you know, this personal shout out, but I also wanted to highlight her daughter's missing case for you guys, um, because I am personally working on it. Um, and so it's just, it's near and dear to me. So I actually don't e- have never even met her daughter, um, but I do know her granddaughter, which is her missing daughter's daughter. Right. And I love that girl dearly with my whole heart. So regardless of knowing her or not, it is important to me, um, that I do what I can to help get her home safe because her daughter deserves that. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Felicia Kiaza. So currently she is, well, so she's from Billings and that is kind of the last place that we saw her. Um, she is 33. Um, and this kind of, this whole thing kind of begins in like mid to end of summer last year. So 2022. So the last time anybody had contact with her in Billings was July of 2022. And then she kind of went through this period where there was no real contact. And She said she was going to Spokane with a boyfriend and then um, there was a little bit of contact after that and then it just kind of died off. And before we knew it, several months had passed and uh, my friend Michelle was telling me about it and being, you know, so heavily in the true crime field, you know, following all the big podcasts, all the little podcasts, like all the things and just, you know, wanting to know more information. Like for me, like immediately red flags are going up. And so, you know, I'm right away telling Michelle, like, what, you know, tell me more about this. Like, we need to be worried about this. Like, you know, I think you should, you know, go file a missing persons report. Like, maybe they find her and it's fine and everything's great. But, you know, what if that's not the case? Like, we have to do our part and all this. And I will tell you, several more months went by and we had the same conversation probably two, three, four times. I don't even know. And I think that, you know, Michelle just was thinking she's done this before, like she'll pop back up, like surely nothing bad has happened. And I think that's a fair way to be. Like, I think many people want to believe, don't want to panic. They want to believe nothing bad can happen and all of these things. And so we will talk about that throughout all of the cases that we cover. Um, You know, we'll see where families didn't report right away because, for a multitude of reasons, really, but they didn't want to panic or, you know, maybe there were some mental health or addiction issues and, you know, this disappearing act wasn't something new for this person or whatever. And so that was kind of Michelle's approach initially. And then I was, she didn't want to file a missing persons report. So I was just pretty regularly like checking, um, the databases for like people whose bodies haven't been identified, 
um, or maybe bodies that have been identified, but they couldn't locate family and those sorts of things just seeing. And a body had actually popped up in California that matched her description. And I called Michelle and I said, you have got to file this missing persons report. Like, and then we're going to talk about this, you know, when I get home from work, but you need to call the police department and you need to file this missing persons report. Like, it's really important that you get this done right away. And I think she kind of got my sense of urgency in the situation. And um, she definitely got it done, I think, that same day. And so then I get off work and I go to see her and I, like, have all this information. And I'm like, okay, I don't know very much right now, but I did reach out um, to the California Police Department. And, you know, there is this body there. It matches her description. There's not a ton of information um, that they were really able to give and whatnot. So, like, I gave them the information that I had. They're supposed to be calling me back and whatnot. So I think that was the, kind of the moment that Michelle was like, okay, I, yeah, we got to do something here because now this, this really could be bad. And so thankfully it was not her body. Um, we're very grateful for that for sure. Um, but as a result of that, um, we've made some efforts now to um, try to gather information, get word out about Felicia's case and those sorts of things. So we do have a Facebook page. You guys can go and follow that at Help Find Felicia Kiaza. And now her last name is not, don't try to sound it out. You're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> you spell her last name as C-H-I-E-S-A. So you guys go check that out. Um, if you need to, you can check out the Over the Horizon and Far Away Facebook page and you should be able to see it on there as well because um, we do have those pages kind of linked but definitely do that to kind of follow the most up-to-date information that you we have so regarding kind of what we've done to try to get, uh, just gather information and try to track down some leads and whatnot so we kind of just started with what we knew we knew that she went with a fella named Corey over to Spokane. And we knew that Corey had been arrested. Um, and I can't recall that date right off the bat top of my head, but I want to say it was maybe like October, November ish. And he was sitting over in the Spokane jail. So I thought, well, let's just start with what we know. So we know that he was there and he was arrested. So I contacted the Spokane police department and I said, Hey, this is the information that we are looking for, and it's tied back to this missing persons case we have. And I will tell you, their response had been pretty quick. It was kind of amazing. I don't know that um, we had, um, that's probably one of the best responses I think we've gotten on any case, really, even with these ones that we're researching. I think probably within like a week, we had... Um, all of the police reports, all of the narratives, like everything about Corey's arrest. And so that was really, truly amazing. I mean, they, it's an electronic system, which number one is amazing for efficiency. Like you request the records online, they upload your requested records when they're ready. Like it's truly a great system. One of the better ones that I've come across for sure. Um, but I remember I printed it all off and it was probably like half a ream of paper. Like there was so much information to sit down and go through. 
Um, but again, we were so grateful for that because we did get some good information. It did not end up panning out, but it did give us some good information. And so what we learned was that Corey had actually been contacted by law enforcement because he was driving a stolen vehicle that also contained stolen goods that he had, I don't know, picked up somewhere along the way. I have no idea. And so as I'm reading through these police reports, he references some girl by some different name and they ended up not, um, oh, they tried to run that girl and like nothing popped up. So they were pretty sure it was a fake name. And so kind of as this, you know, narrative goes on, they're going through the motions. They realize he has a warrant because he ran from uh, law enforcement here in Montana because he was on probation in Montana. And so he then, you guys, I, I'm just laughing at the stupidity of this person because, again, I just don't understand how he thought this was like a good idea. But mind you, this vehicle is stolen. He is trying to say that he owns the vehicle and like he had like recently purchased it and he was going to have his friends come and pick it up. So he was literally trying to get a friend to come take the stolen vehicle as if law enforcement was just going to like let that happen. And so um, they ended up running um, that girl and... No, my apologies. They did not run that girl. And I actually was like super frustrated because at that point we had no information on her. But my immediate thought was, oh my gosh, like, could this have been her? If it was, then we know that law enforcement had more recent contact than the last time we had heard from her. And so um, I learned that there was body cam footage And so I reached back out to Spokane and I said, hey, like there's this girl that was referenced in the police reports. Um, You know, we're trying to get more information. It doesn't look like they ran her. So we don't have a name or anything like, you know, we're wondering if this is our missing person. You know, is there any way that we can get any of this body cam footage, even if it's just like a still shot of this girl? So just so we can verify whether or not it is her. And it did, that is kind of what took the longest. That took a much longer amount of time. So it took a little while for that to get over to the person like in charge of the body cam footage. And then they sent it to me and they, you know, got back on the little like online porter and they were like, okay, you're going to be receiving this via like evidence.com or something like that. And to your email or whatever. And so I waited and I waited and I just didn't get it. And I was like, oh no, like my email is kind of long and I don't spell my name normal. So like, it's very easy. Like people oftentimes like will totally mess up my email. So I reached back out and I said, Hey, like this is, I think you guys might've typed it wrong. Like I didn't get anything. Will you please resend it? And then I got like nothing forever, (laughs) literally forever. And I actually had forgotten to follow up on it because like, I mean, just life happens and I've had so much going on. And so I randomly get this email from the portal and is like, this has been resubmitted. We resubmitted it, made sure the email was right. Like, if you still don't see it, please let us know. And then like probably five minutes later, I had the email from the evidence.com or whatever it was. And they sent us all the body cam footage. I think we ended up with like 10 hours or something of body cam footage between all the different officers body cam. And so 
they were like, I mean, it's just amazing because I just wasn't expecting them to do all of that. And so, I mean, it was truly amazing that they had sent all of that. Um, a little daunting to have to go through for sure. Um, but again, just grateful we were able to get it. And it ended up being some other girl. It was not Felicia, um, which was a little bit frustrating and disappointing, of course. But, you know, at least we knew. And so, you know, that's kind of been where we're at. We've had a few other like small leads that haven't really panned out to anything. Like we had one gal reach out to us and she was sure that she had seen her several months prior kind of in this area of Spokane that um, is kind of where the homeless people hang out and like the attics and stuff kind of like that area of town. Um, but she really couldn't give us like a lot of information. Otherwise, um, she thought maybe she was sleeping in a car over there. Um, but again, not a ton to go off of. Um, and then we have had what we believe to be two very, very short calls from Felicia. Now these calls were made to her sister and I was not present for them. And God bless her heart. Like, I think she's so scared. Her sister just ends up in tears and the phone calls are so short. They've never been more than a couple minutes and we just can't get any information or anything. So we can't verify it's her. We can't verify where she's at. We can't, I mean, just nothing. And so that has also been frustrating. And then, you know, it's phone numbers that she like borrows. So then you try to call them back and you can't get anything or they've been disconnected or you know, whatever. And so again, it's like, we almost have like this little lead here for a minute, but it's just not, uh, panning out for us. And so we, like I said before, we do have that Facebook page. Uh, we've got the missing posters circulating. Um, we're trying to get, we're in all of the, um, the, um, Oh my gosh, why can't I think of what they are? Like the groups, the groups. Oh my gosh, the Facebook groups, you guys. <laughs> the Facebook groups for missing people over in that area. Um, so that we're circulating those within the local facility or vicinity. And so I think some important things to that people just should know and kind of what's playing into all of this happening. And it's truly not a secret by any means. Um, so Felicia is a known drug addict. Um, she has been for many years. Um, that's, of course, affected her, you know, ties with family and those relationships and whatnot. Um, and so I know I think that's probably a lot of the reason she's reached out to her sister versus her mom or her brothers. Um, just because, you know, her sister's probably going to be kind of that you know, not as, I guess, frustrated and mad about the situation as everybody else. Um, me and Michelle's husband, Nick, actually went um, to a couple houses um, in the Billings area where she's from that we had known she had kind of frequented in the past. Um, and neither one of those leads panned out for us either. One ended up being like a men's sober living facility. So she definitely wasn't there, but um we believe that at one point she was like, Corey was there. And so she was like sleeping in her car outside, you know, when they were in the Billings area. And then we went to this other house that she was known to frequent. Um, 
and actually the people that were living there were no longer living there. Uh, one was incarcerated and I'm not really sure what happened to the other one. And so that lead didn't really pan out for us either. And so, I mean, it's really a toss up, like maybe she's still in Spokane, maybe she's made her way back to Billings and is somehow just like hiding out really good. Um, we really don't know because we've really tried hard to circulate within the Billings area um, information about her. So, you know, we've had people locally reach out for updates and stuff. And I mean, just at this point, we really don't have a lot and that's definitely frustrating, but you know, we're going to keep doing what we can do. We've talked about, you know, planning a trip to just go and canvas the Spokane area. Um, and that's just been very difficult. I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, from the outside looking in, you don't really think about like, you know, if it's your missing loved one, like, why wouldn't you drop everything and just go and do whatever you needed to do to find them. But the reality is, is we have jobs and, you know, Michelle is a business owner and, you know, we all have kids and crazy schedules and all these things. And like life doesn't really just stop because your loved one is missing. And so, um, that has definitely kind of been eye opening, I think for us, like we want to go over there, we want to do all these things, but it's, you know, planning around work and planning around kids and, you know, just making sure you have all these things in order before you can actually do that. And so, um, you know, that has definitely been kind of a barrier for us, you know, bills don't stop coming in, you know, life just doesn't stop. So, um, we'll just kind of continue to do what we can though. And, you know, we just wanted to take the opportunity to share the story with you guys, um, just to give you guys a little bit more information about Felicia. That way you guys know kind of what to be looking out for. So she is um, about 5'1 to 5'3, 110 to 120 pounds. Um, her hair is typically um, brown or kind of a darker blonde. Um, she does have blue eyes. She does have a few tattoos. Um, she's got hearts on her knees, like the four hearts that kind of form like a square pattern on her knees. She has a panda on her left wrist. And then she has tattoos on both of her upper arms. Um she was last seen in Billings in July of 2022. Um, and we believe she may have gone over to the Spokane area in about August of 2022. Um, you know, but she's just kind of been silent on social media, which is, um, not very common for her. Um, typically you'll see some posting while it might not be consistent, um, because she is typically kind of couch surfing or homeless because of those addiction issues. Um, she usually does try to keep some kind of contact. The other factor too in this is at the end of the day, she does have a daughter and she typically does check in and come around from time to time to see her daughter. And so for her, we're now going into over a year since we've had any kind of real contact. And so that is not normal for her. She very well may disappear for a few days to a few weeks, just go on a bender like it is what it is. It's unfortunately just how addiction works. Um, but her daughter is still important to her and she does still typically come around for her daughter. So for her to be gone this long and just have made basically no contact with anybody, it really is concerning. 
You know, we talk a lot about how vulnerable people are when they're facing addiction, when they're facing homelessness and all of these things. And then to end up in a different city, in a different state that you don't really know. I mean, that just only makes you more vulnerable. Many people do struggle with substance abuse and all the things that come with that. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from substance abuse and is needing help, you can contact the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, They have a national helpline and that phone number is 1-800-662-HELP. And you guys, we hope you guys enjoyed this fun little bonus episode. Um, Again, we hope to bring you some more updates on Felicia's case. It's one that I hold near and dear that I'm very active in. So we hope to bring you some hopefully really good, happy, positive news in the near future. Um, Hopefully Felicia will hear this and she will realize that her family just loves her and wants her to come home safe and sound. So you guys, and again, super, super grateful and thankful to all of you guys for your amazing support. We're grateful to Michelle for being our very first Patreon subscriber. You guys, go check us out on Patreon. We have just the one tier right now, but we do have plans for two additional tiers that will drop right after we drop our first episode on January 1st. And then also, you guys, um, check us out on all the socials. We have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Don't really know a lot about the Twitter, but we're working on it. Uh, but we are on over the we are on there as over the horizon and far away. And then um, you guys go and check out my brother's band and his production stuff, Facebook and YouTube as After Horizons on Facebook and then After Horizons Productions on YouTube. Um, we are so grateful for the amazing intro that him and my sister did. Um, so we definitely want to show them some love as well. And then if you guys have any cases you would like us to cover, please do so. Um, Please get those suggestions to us. We definitely want to hear them. We're always looking for new cases. Um, You can send those to us at Over the Horizon and Far Away at Gmail, or you can check out our case submission forms on Gmail, or on, uh, on Gmail, you guys. I mean, on all of our socials. So you guys, we hope to see you again next week. Again, this is just a fun little extra, extra bonus episode for you guys um, because we had some big and exciting things happening um, and awesome, 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 awesome extra support. So we will see you guys next week. Bye.